0: from UNH Cooperative Extension. This is over-informed on IPM. I don't know if this happens to the rest of you entomologists out there, but when I meet somebody new and they learn that I study insects for a living, they will will often express how careful they are about not killing insects. It, it's really very sweet, the lengths that most people will go to, the complexity of their strategies to extract a bug from their home. On the flip side, sometimes people even apologize to me if they recount a story of killing a bug at some point or another. I remind them that actually... A big part of my job is killing bugs, and this is not just true for entomologists who are involved in pest management. The study of insect biology and ecology usually results in lots of sampling that results in lots of dead bugs. Well, I do spend most of my time here talking about how to kill bugs, but not in this week's episode. Well, there will be a little killing, but there's there's always there's always a little killing. But this week, mostly behavioral manipulation, directing pest behavior away from the crop you are protecting rather than trying to eliminate any bug that dare tread on your crop plants. We're returning to a topic we covered last year, striped cucumber beetle. You know it, you love it. It's probably in your cucurbit crops right now. I'm recording this in July. Adults are munching on your leaves or your flowers, and they are maybe pooping out the pathogen that causes bacterial wilt. Um, Cucumber beetle babies are below ground, munching on those roots, or they're pupating and about to emerge and do some above ground munching as adults again. This is a pretty hard pest to control, but we know a whole bunch about it and it's likes and dislikes, and there's a lot of potential for manipulating its behavior in the field, for diverting these insects away from cash crops. The three things that cucumber beetles love the most, other than destruction, they love flowers, they love the bitter taste of cucurbits, and they love hanging out with their friends. So first of all, these beetles love flowers. Cucumber beetle overwinter as an adult under leaf litter in um, wild habitat, probably in the woods surrounding your farm. In the spring, they emerge and they feed on pollen and nectar of a a pretty wide array of host plants. Not until they are ready to meet somebody special and start a family do they actually turn to the cucurbit crops like cucumber, summer squash, winter squash, gourds, pumpkins, melons, stuff like that. But movement of striped cucumber beetle into cultivated crops really jumps up when those crops start to flower. They really respond positively to the bright yellow color of squash flowers and the the floral volatiles, the odors that come from those squash flowers. They love flowers, but they also love cucurbitacins. This is the family of chemical toxins that cucurbit plants produce as a general defense against herbivory. Well, cucumber beetle have evolved to tolerate these chemicals. And so this taste is a cue for them to stay on that plant and make a meal out of it. It, it indicates to them that it's a host plant. We call this a phago stimulant or a feeding stimulant. Cucurbit crops vary quite a bit in the types of amounts of cucurbitacin they produce and there's often a lot of variability even in, within plant parts. So for example, Hubbard squashes come from a group of cucurbits with a really high cucurbitacin, um, particularly high content in its roots. So this is a preferred crop for cucumber beetle and it's, it's used as a trap crop because cucumber beetle has evolved to recognize this as a good host plant for reproduction, like a, a really good place for them to leave their babies. They're more likely to hang out and start a family on Hubbard squash plants than maybe butternut squash. So you can plant a little Hubbard near your butternut squash and the beetles will hang out on the Hubbards instead of on the butternut squash plants. Another thing about cucumber beetles is they love hanging out with other cucumber beetles. Male striped cucumber beetle produce an aggregation pheromone called vitatolactone. It's attractive to both male and female cucumber beetles. That's why we call it an aggregation pheromone and not a sex pheromone because both sexes are attracted to it. It's even attractive to other cucumber beetle species like spotted cucumber beetle. The folks who are studying this pheromone right now are finding that this pheromone is even attractive to squash bug. And this is another pest of cucurbits that's not even remotely related to striped cucumber beetle. So you can see that vitatolactone is a pretty powerful chemical for making a cucumber beetle party. More on that later. So we know how to attract them. The bigger challenge is what to do once you've got them, once you've created that cucumber beetle party. I'm going to pull in some expertise in this area from a buddy of mine working with watermelon crops on Maryland's eastern shore.
1: Hey, yeah, um, my name is Simon Zibelo. I am uh, an associate professor of entomology at the University of Maryland, Essential.
0: Watermelon is not susceptible to bacterial wilt, so it generally tolerates a few cucumber beetles. Uh, relying on behavioral manipulations for pest management usually works best when you have a high acceptable threshold for that pest insect. Another key aspect here is that Simon works with growers who are producing for the Washington DC market. And the demand is quite high for organically produced or insecticide-free produce. These farmers are very open to labor-intensive ways of avoiding the use of pesticides. Um, Trap cropping, or what Simon refers to here as sacrifice plants or sacrificial crops, it's a great approach for this market.
1: Trap cropping is very old science or pest management method. And then different people have different name for trap crops. Some people they say catch crops, some people they say sacrifice, for sacrifice plants because you normally sacrifice some plants for insects which <laughs> insects they like to stay or hang around them to eat, to lay eggs, to raise their kids, stuff like that. So <laughs> trap crops are uh, something that you provide in your garden or field to attract Tests. And then you trap them there, or you can control them there easily. We have used uh, the summer squash as a trap crop. Cucurbiters prefer squash, especially summer squash, than watermelon, cantaloupe, and other cucurbits. Why do we use squash as trap crop in watermelon fields? Because squash produces very nice, big, good-looking flowers. These flowers also attract cucumber beetles. Whenever you go to uh, any cucumber field, you will find the cucumber beetles all around the flowers. So this squash variety that we select has a very big yellow flowers, which attracts many, many cucumber beetles. We really need to keep them producing flowers for extended period of time. So in one of our sites, what we do is, we keep harvesting the fruit as soon as they emerge. So mm-hmm. this will force the, the the squash to keep producing flowers. Okay, to keep for, producing flowers. So especially during those susceptible growth stages of watermelon, we need squash plants with flowers in the perimeter or in the stripe or in intercropped with watermelon. So most of the cucumber cucumber beetles will get attracted towards squash because if the plant produce especially squash plant produce enough fruits they don't produce flowers. Once
0: you get the beetles on the trap crop you have them there they were attracted by those big beautiful flowers that you forced by picking the the little fruits off what happens when once they get there like are you worried about them spilling over to the crop like how
1: are you managing managing them once they get on the trap? there are there are and that's why I mean if you just let the plant produce uh fruit, these insects will go to the main crop to watermelon plant plants. so that's why you have to make sure always flower has to be there in order to keep the insects in the squash plant, but some 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 farmers also they practice they control them right there. When they get attracted in the squash, so they can they can do whatever it may be pesticide, biological pesticide, or organically accept pesticide. They will spray to the squash, not the watermelon.
0: Iman has found a a rather clever way to keep cucumber beetles on his summer squash trap crop, or in this case, probably a sacrificial crop. He knows how much these beetles love flowers, so keeping flowers in the trap crop keep the adults there longer. There has been some work demonstrating mass trapping by taking advantage of this affinity for flowers as well. Jaime Pinheiro, he's now of UMass, um, found that Yellow bucket traps baited with floral lures captured and killed enough cucumber beetles to keep the number on nearby cucurbit plants below threshold. Investigations were pretty much stalled at that point because we really need a more specific lure. The combination of yellow visual stimuli and floral olfactory stimuli make these cucumber beetle traps pretty effective bee traps also. So. Not only do we want to avoid hurting local bee populations, cucurbits are an insect pollinated crop. Um, So there's a concern there. I asked Simon what he saw when he was studying these systems where an insecticide was not applied to the cash crop, but just to the trap crop.
1: You know, interestingly, in the the trial that we did, we, we do have controls without trap crops and fields with trap crops. And the watermelons from our trap crop plots are much more bigger in size than the watermelon in our control. The reason that, you know, the size of the watermelon depends on the number of flowers getting pollinated by pollinators. More pollinators delivered mean you will have more seeds, more seeds meaning bigger fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I really it was really fascinating to see the size of the watermelon. Even my farmers really love this, this method. Even they adopt this this method and they grow last summer. It got really nicely used.
0: So that's a system that works nicely for these farmers. Perhaps knowing what beetles love can help you with your system. I'm, I'm not really sure how that would fit. But for example, um, some people in smaller operations actually take the time to hand pick cucumber beetles. It's worth it in some circumstances. Um, if you're doing this, you should do it at night. We know that they're the most active at dusk. And maybe you could focus those efforts on a preferred host like Hubbard squash if you grow it, Um, or you could focus those handpicking efforts on a crop that's flowering at that given time. For those of you who are growing in a larger scale, you probably already know that these beetles display an edge effect in the spring. Early season chemical control applied to just edge rows is likely just as effective as application to the whole field. Avoiding chemical applications, especially early in the season, can be very important to conserving natural enemies that help keep pest populations lower, more manageable throughout the year. So something to consider. That's it for now. Thanks to Simon of uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. I also want to thank Rebecca Smith, Don Weber, and Lauren Brzezowski, who taught me everything I know about cucumber beetles. And a special thanks to Jason Lightbound, who wrote and performed the Informed on IPM is a production of University of New Hampshire Cooperative Extension, an equal opportunity educator and employer. All music is used by permission or by Creative Commons licensing. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the university, its trustees, or its volunteers. Inclusion or exclusion of commercial enterprises in this podcast does not equate endorsement the University of New Hampshire, New Hampshire counties, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture cooperate to provide extension programming in the planet state. Learn more at extension.unh.edu.